Warning! The Bone Bad Joe is intended for adults only and contains bad words and other yucky stuff that may make some people very angry. So watch out! like Optimus. People should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 192 of the Bone Bash Show. This is Steve. So many episodes. This is Gord. How's it going, man? Ah, telling you. Is this election over yet? <laughs> I hope like, so. God, it's like passing a kidney stone only to find out you have a bigger kidney stone behind it that you need to pass. If you have Holy an, God. If you have an election for over four days, aren't you supposed to call a specialist or a doctor yes. or something? Consult a specialist. God damn. You get I a thought that was never going to end. And just when you thought it was going to end, 
No, they, it never ends. They count ends. a bunch of votes and it gets called. It's still not over. No. There could be a full another month of this nonsense. Another. Fucking A. Uh. Yeah. So, hey, let's do a podcast. Everyone else is feeling like this, too. They probably tuned in because they're like, hey, I'm not really happy. I would like to be happy. Let's listen to something to make me happy. You and then we, we give them this stuff. You know what's totally happy? Ska. Ska music. Happy. Yes. Yeah. And uh, we are so fortunate that just this week, uh, a band that I discovered last shoot, uh, February, I guess, it was one of the last concerts I went to before the uh, quarantine, uh, this band, uh, Mr. Blank, the Seattle Ska Sensations, opened for the Toasters and Mustard Plug, local band, Totally blew my mind these days. You don't see even ska bands since kind of ska punk became the rage. You know, you might have one horn, you might have two horns, but you don't have like a full stage full of people, four horns, crazy insanity. And Mr. Blank brings all of it. They've got a brand new album called Blankenstein, which came out last week. And uh, we're going to listen to a ton of their music throughout this show. Uh, we open the show with In Addition to Apathy and. Uh, there's a lot more where that came from, plus an interview with James Sweezy, bassist and vocalist for the band. So uh, you've got that to look forward to. Awesome. That's happy. That's totally happy. Uh, excuse me. I had to take a sip of Mac and Jack's African Amber. <laughs> I still had I still had one Crowler left, which is an enormously large can. I look like a toddler drinking a normal size beer right now. That's so great. I love the way you, you slip the product placement into the show like that. It's so perfect. You know, you say you don't want it, Gord. You say you don't want it. But then I slip it on in. You slip it on in. Gratuitous black flag reference, folks. <laughs> we do this all the time. We're here all week. We're here all week. Try the fish. Oh, so, sweet uh, Jesus. Give us back. an update, Steve. I want to give you a bone back comedy of horrors update. So, of course, the festival is all over for this year. Uh, everything's complete. Our awards have been awarded and sent out, and uh, everything is awesome. So sort of some housekeeping. I have updated the Bonebat Comedy of Horrors website at bonehand.com so that it now has links to every single short that is publicly available that we screened at this year's fest. In addition, Holland's and Holland's Mortuary Entertainment has posted both sets of their music for Saturday and Sunday, and we've got links to that, too. So we've got 35 of the 55 shorts or so that you can watch. Plus, That's a lot of watching uh, right yeah, there. Plus a full hour of music. Uh, a lot of goodness there. You can watch a pretty good rough facsimile of this year's Comedy of Horrors Film Festival for free just by scrolling through the Bone Bat Film Fest page and clicking the links. So uh, if that sounds like an exciting thing, either because you missed the fest and you want to check out what we do, or because you want to revisit some of your favorites, we've got those links for you right there. So uh, Get to enjoy. clicking. Additionally, we still have merch available. I mentioned this last episode. I think we've got one hoodie left of each size and a number of shirts. They're beautiful shirts and would make great Christmas gifts. So, so good for Christmas. Pick up a shirt through uh, the Square site via our link on the Bonebat page. And uh, get some cool-looking swag. Yeah. I still have some Change up your wardrobe, Dark Horse man. comics, too, and some other stuff, stickers and things. So if you buy a shirt or a hoodie, you're also going to get some bonus extra swag, just as a little tip of the cap from Gordon and I to you. That's great. 
I sent out, uh, you know, somebody bought some stickers from me on my uh, Etsy site just uh, yesterday, and I, I slipped some bonus swag in the envelope. I made a custom glow-in-the-dark envelope for them, and I slipped in an extra sticker. So we're like that. We're, we're givers. We're givers. That's true. All right. Well, uh, why don't we do what we always do about this time, Gord? What pisses you off, man? Here's the thing, Steve. You know what pisses me off? My son, who listens almost exclusively to music played by orchestras, he has got a few a few random-ass things he really likes. He appreciates them musically. Uh, Pine Box Boys being one of them. Jimi Hendrix. Uh, I recently learned that uh, Brown Out, Brown <laughs> nice. Sabbath, he's into that. But I discovered he's been listening to a metal band. And not just like some stripped down, nearly punk metal band. This big epic band called Sabaton, which does these big epic songs about historic battles, tank battles, air battles. They've, I think they have a historian as part of the staff for the band. And I had to say <laughs> really? to him, "Yeah, really, so like, I'm, not, so like I'm actually not kidding." Public Enemy has Professor Griff. They're like minister of information or whatever standing on stage with like a binder these I, guys have like a professor and he's holding like a big book of i don't know possibly what. a globe i don't know a history book maybe both war battleground maps that's probably what it is battleground maps <laughs> so i had to say to him after listening to sabaton i had to say to him and this it just part of me died inside when i said this son you may want to check out Iron Maiden. <laughs> nice. Ah, oh, he's like, why, why are you making that face, Dad? I'm like, it's just, it's Steve's favorite band, and I've been giving him a hard time forever. And now I got to tell you, you something you might like because of music, musicality. Dude, what I still about say the guy's voice sucks? What about Bolt Thrower, though? Have you heard those guys? I, I have heard them. Have I actually? consciously listened to them in a long ass time no they sort of started out as a warhammer grindcore band and so like all their shit was about warhammer and then eventually they moved on to other war topics and things like that but i always liked that band because they're really sludgy and hard and kind of sometimes fast and uh they kick a lot of ass but they're completely war themed so you should also recommend them if uh, he likes stuff that's a little harder edged Oh, Jesus. I'll try, Steve. I got to work my way up to this, Metal's though. I mean, chock full of war, man. You can't get too much war when you're listening to metal. That's part of the whole that's deal. That's true. And it's dude, there are metal bands that are actual goddamn musicians. It's not all just, you know, Motley Crue. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what pisses me off. I had to recommend Iron Maiden. Sorry about that, man. It was a good call, though. Thanks. What about you, Steve? What pisses you off? You know, I was trying to print out our show notes tonight. People may think that, you know, hey, your show sucks. There's no way yeah. you do show notes. Yes, we actually do. Every episode, we have a Google Doc where we write down the things that we're going to talk about during the show. And uh, recently, I, I have an older printer. It's uh, some, some kind of an Epson. And, uh, you know, I was, I was complaining to Gord because I, like, hadn't, I didn't have any ink for it, and I needed to go get ink, so I went and bought some ink. I finally put the ink in it. And now I'm getting this bullshit Code 97 whenever I try to print something. So what will happen is I'll 
say, have a document up or I'll have an email and I'll hit print and I'll look over at my printer and it goes, cheet, 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 cheet. everything lights up and a, a piece of paper will come halfway out of it and stop. And it says code 97. And it's like, well, what the fuck is that? And so it tells you to, the little screen tells you to power off the printer, repower it. And it still happens. It still happens. So, you, you know, I go to the internet and I look up code 97 for Epson Pro. Like you what do. That yeah. It means there's a kind and, of porn about it. Oh, this means, this is a code that means that you're having some sort of hardware failure. So here's how you fix a code 97. First Don't worry. You, it happens to a lot of guys. First, you turn off your printer. And then you unplug all the cables. And then you take the printer cartridges out. Then you hold down the on (laughs) button for 60 seconds while you plug the cables back in. And then (laughs) you... Right! I mean, it almost sounded like... They're totally messing with you. They're fucking with you. It sounded like mysticism. And then you shake chicken bones over it and (laughs) run around the room. (laughs) Pour a circle of salt around the printer. Around your printer and say three times, print 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 and then it'll work no it, this is, i think my printer's dead and i'm gonna have to buy a new printer because that just the, the fix itself seemed like bullshit it seems like bullshit to me steve yeah I, so i'm pissed off that my printer has died and i can't print show notes because i have now i have no fucking idea what's going on this episode well i'm i'm looking at mine on the screen i don't know if you've got that capability <laughs> well here's the funny thing you don't do shit on this podcast, so you That's don't true. record anything and you don't edit anything. So no, what I, I have participate. up is the actual dashboard, the audio software that is recording this thing. So that's what I've got up, and I can flip back and forth to the show notes, but there's always a chance when I flip back that I'll hit a button or something that'll fuck the show up. So I'm always pretty hesitant to kind of mess around like that. So this whole thing stems from you being self-aware that you probably fuck shit up. Yeah, that's right. You push a button. Oh, absolutely. Okay. All right, then. Yes. So anyway, that's what pisses me off. Why don't we listen to a two? How about we listen to a new one from Mr. Blank off their brand new release, Blankenstein. This is called Hungry in the Belly of a Whale.
right, once again, that was Hungry in the Belly of a Whale from Mr. Blank and their brand new release, Blankenstein, which came out last week. You can pick that up from the band off of Bandcamp. And uh, joining us now on the show <laughs> is James Sweezy. How you doing, man? Good, man. How are you? Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us on the Bone Bat Show. Dude, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm I'm stoked to be here. Oh, of course. You know, I discovered you guys for the first time. Uh, one of the last concerts that played here in Seattle before the quarantine was the Toasters yeah. and Mustard Plug at El Corazon. And yeah, that was the last played, show we played. Yeah, and I had such a great fucking time seeing Mr. Blank. Uh, one of the things that I thoroughly enjoyed about you guys is these days, kind of since uh, ska punk became a popular thing, bands have kind of scaled down, and so they might have one horn or two horns tops. But you've got like the full band setup, which I thought was just amazing. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yeah. uh, Mr. Blank's origin story? The Mr. Blank's origin story? Oh, man. So the majority of us, basically everybody except for the guitar player Kyle um, were originally in another band uh, called It Gets Worse, um, which I loved being a part of because the name of that band got a laugh like a quarter of the time when I would tell people <laughs> what the name of my band was. Stuff just kind of happened. I don't want to get into like too messy of details, but some creative differences occurred, um, and we ended up kind of disbanding from some of the band members and the remainder of us were still like wanting to get together and play music. So we were just like, fuck it, man. Like, well, we're not going to stop playing music. What are we going to do? Well, we got to find a guitar player. We got to find another horn player. Uh, we got to find, you know, some other stuff. Like, how do we, how do we keep this moving? We got to fucking make this work. And the time came to come up with a name and we're like, fuck dude, like, I don't know if we're going to land on another one. That's as good as it gets worse, but we had a song called Mr. Blank. And so we were just like, that's kind of cool. Like, that sounds like a ska band name, so let's go with that. I, for the record, pushed really hard for the name Horn Pub because I thought that would have been really fucking funny. Like, you've already got all the designs taken care of. Great colors, <laughs> orange and orange and black. You know, you've got your T-shirt design, your sticker design. It's perfect. And uh, Frank, the one of the one of the horn players that we have right now. <laughs> Was like, well, I, this, he's like, that's pretty good. What's uh, like, what's what's the joke behind that? I was like, it's like Pornhub, Frank. And he's like, oh no, I don't want to do that. I was like, God damn it, Frank! Why the fuck did I have to say anything? I should have just let him ro roll with it. Be like, well, we're we're Pornhub now. Sorry, man. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But yeah, man, that's the uh, that's kind of the the general gist of the of the history of Mr. Blank, and we've just been playing and making waves. You know, when we played, as it gets worse. We made a lot of connections. We had a lot of connections with um, some really cool people and some really cool bands. Like Rob, I can't remember his last name. I want to say it's... Um, Zombie? Jesus. No, not him. <laughs> not him. Uh, that's from another band I was in. No. Um, man, there's this guy who, who's part of... Uh, man, I'm, I'm fucking all this up because I don't remember his name right offhand, but he, he runs like a bone marrow charity that tours around the country and like matches up people with your blood type so it's like hey if someone needs a bone marrow transplant and you can save somebody's life like you can actually do this wow. um yeah and he was super fucking cool we met him on the uh on the flogging molly cruise a couple years ago i don't know if you know this flogging molly puts on a cruise once a year and it's fucking insane <laughs> uh and so when we were it gets worse we went on that and uh and just like did some freestyle stuff. It was a really good time. Anyway, that's kind of the... I'm getting farther and farther away from answering your question, which was, what is the history of Mr. Blank? And that is the history of Mr. Blank. This Mr. Blank persona that uh, you talk about in the song a little bit, and he's a character on your album covers and whatnot, 
what's that all about? Who is Mr. Blank? Who is Mr. Blank? That's the question, isn't it? It really is um, the question. Mr. Blank, that song was actually written by our tenor saxophone player, Frank, and... He said that when he was when he was growing up in the in the Bay Area, that Mr. Blank was like this eponymous, like name for you know like this gener this, it's like it's like Generation X or something like that, but but represented as a person. It was like this Mr. Blank comes to town and and does such and such. Where will you be when Mr. Blank comes to you know? Or it's something like that. Some <laughs> yeah, kind sure. of it's almost nefarious, but almost not. It's it's very ambiguous. And so we like to keep it that way. We like to just be like, Mr. Blank is who you think it is, right? It's Steve. <gasps> oh, no. It's Steve. It's that guy. <laughs> Steve. Well, you know, one of the things that I, I really, that caught my attention about Mr. Blank is that mm -hmm. you guys have a lot of great fucking ideas. So, number one, Party Hard is on your new album by Andrew WK. Yes. One of the happiest yes. songs of the year it came out. To take that song and do a ska cover of it is genius. That's like putting, I don't know, cookies on ice cream. It's fucking amazing. Right. Next up, I grew up listening, like one of the first albums I took to show and tell when I was a kid was Marty Robbins' Gunfighter Ballads. So I've always been yeah. like a huge fan of story songs epic story songs and where i fell in love with you guys was like two minutes into iron lung yeah buddy jesus christ who wrote that song so back in the it gets worse days um our guitar player uh who's named corbin childress one of my favorite human beings on the planet had been noodling around with that and we all started this the, that band in cheyenne wyoming and corbin started playing around on this song we're like "Ooh, that sounds fucking good it's like a spaghetti western song yeah, like yeah. how do we how do we do this and we all sat around like the half of the band fucking smokes tons and tons and tons of weed so we were just like <laughs> fuck how do we make these two things happen together and so we started to put together this story of a guy like what if there was a guy who had just smoked the biggest fucking you know blunts the biggest bongs ever never ever coughed never coughed once ever in his whole life he just he can handle it all and so we started just like putting this together and we all we, we just kind of like jammed it out at a band practice we we're like this is pretty cool do you guys think you can come up with lyrics and uh the other the singer of that band originally his name is tony lander uh tony and corbin and i like went to my apartment and got high as fuck and like wrote the lyrics out that <laughs> night and we we're just like okay we got it we're gonna Done. fucking have some shit for you on wednesday um and then we wrote it and it's funny enough it was always intended on being a trilogy um, <laughs> like that's because all great things happen in trilogies, man. Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, other stuff, probably the Vengeance trilogy, <laughs> like from Korea, like shit like that, man. Like things come in threes and that's awesome. Uh, and so, uh, as a kind of little sneak peek as to what, uh, the band is currently at least working on is, uh, we are working on the third one because there is a second iron lung, um, I've been toying around with a couple of different chord progressions that we're wanting to do. And like, we have a story that we want to have like told in the third one, like what happens at the end of iron lungs journey. And we want to actually release that as like a, uh, I don't know what, I don't know what the terminology is like an EP or an LP, whichever one is the correct one to use for that. Right. Um, <laughs> of just like a little three song CD that we want to release independently of just the ballad of iron lung. Like we want that to be a thing in and of itself. I love it. Well, yeah, I, the the little touches in that song are what's amazing to me. The cornet at the start just is so evocative of like yeah. that type of music. Even the whistling, 
is fantastic. And then you got yeah. that bass breakdown towards the end, which I absolutely fucking love. So uh, well done. I, that's we hired a the... professional whistler for that. Did you really? Uh, there's a guy. <laughs> yeah, dude. There's a guy. There's a guy in the around the Seattle area whose name is Eric Haynes. And Eric Haynes is like he does like one man band stuff. He's one of the most. Uh, like entertaining and funniest fucking people I've ever met in my life. And uh, we, we put out a feeler. We were just like, hey, we need a professional whistler for the song. And he was like, oh, I know how to do that. <laughs> so we brought him in and he just like, in like two takes, it took him like 10 minutes. He was in the studio and he left. Like, he was just like, holy shit, dude. Like he just fucking nailed this. True professional. That's amazing. Yeah, right. I'll have to remember that in case I need any whistling done. I may have to look right. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so what were your favorite Where will you songs? be? It's like 2 o'clock in the morning and you need a whistler. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Fuck, you know, if I had some whistling right now, that would be perfect. <laughs> it has to be professional level whistling, though. <laughs> no half-ass whistling on this. You can't right. mess around. No, great AA. <laughs> One thing, James, we never mentioned. Who are the other members of Mr. Blank? Oh, a terrific question. Okay, the other members of Mr. Blank... Um, you know, J.R. Sorrell, he's still in the band, even though he's kind of AWOL right now, uh, the, is the drummer and uh, and the driving force behind our band. And I mean that literally and figuratively, because when we go on tour, J.R. is typically the guy who drives because he doesn't <laughs> like to be in the passenger seat. We have Peter the Trombonator Fink, who is a, uh, well, as you might have guessed it from his middle name, which is funny. It's just a kind of weird coincidence. He plays the trombone. Uh, and he also kind of runs our... Uh, he kind of runs the business side of things as far as like our inventory and like what we need to order. And uh, he, he kind of just organizes so much stuff behind the scenes that people might not realize happens in a band. And so Peter is the fucking man. We've got uh, Ryan the Bones Maze. I'm just going to give everybody a nickname here from now on. Uh, <laughs> I just hope that that uh, is clear at this point. Ryan the Bones Maze, who uh, plays the, the keyboard and, uh, and does the backup vocals. We've got Kyle the Beard Lever, who uh, who plays guitar. Um, he's just an awesome, awesome guitar player, awesome friend. And when we're not under pandemic, we uh, we often have some stage antics where he puts his beard in my mouth, which is uncomfortable for not only us but also the audience. It's fantastic. I'm uncomfortable right um, now just got... thinking about it. <laughs> and you should be. Um, we have uh, Franco De Flamenco. Smith, who uh, is our tenor sax player and writes a lot of our songs, actually. Frank is just a fucking powerhouse of musical talent and hard work. We've got Michael Turner Overdrive Anderson, who uh, plays the Barry and the tenor sax. Another fantastic fucking dude. Oh, and then we have Samuel, the King in the North, Trowbridge, uh, our, our Canadian trumpet player who uh, he's been around for the thick of it, man. He's a fucking awesome dude. Um, that's it. That. Oh, and me. And you. I forgot to mention me. I'm James. Bass James and lead vocals, the hair. Right? That's me, man. Bass and lead vocals, also hype man, and I also play the whip in Iron Lung. Fantastic. Ah, the whip player. <laughs> you need a whip player, you know. <laughs> if you're gonna play a western song like who's playing the whip you gotta fucking have somebody it's not it, it's, it's just irresponsible if you don't do you, do you uh, take outside gigs so if I needed a triple A whip player I could call you up bro hit me up I'll play the whip <laughs> I'll play the whip on any uh, on any album you want me to play the whip on I'll whip it out <laughs> fantastic so what were your favorite songs to put together on this new release man Man, that's a tough question to answer. Um, 
One that sits very near to my heart is uh, Mary Jane Jump. That's been a song that I personally have been playing for something like almost 10 years. Like we've we've had that we've had that song for a long time. I was I wrote that song in another band that I was in with Tony, the original singer for It Gets Worse. So to see that come together, especially like how nicely it all came together, oh my god, it's it was awesome. I really liked that one. Um, I also am really I'm I'm really fond of uh, Didn't Hear It Here. Didn't Hear It Here is is really fun and like we got to fuck around with like sound effects and stuff like that in there. Because that's another one, like, and I'm with you. Like, I really like a song that tells a story. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's the kind of song that like really hooks me and stays with me the most. Is one that, like, there's imagery, there's clear imagery for that song, and it's beautiful. And it's the same with Mary Jane Jump, where it's like, you know, there, there's a clear progression of events. It's, it's beautiful. I love those. Um, obviously, Hungry, Hungry is really great too. I think that's I, that's probably my favorite song from the album, just in and of itself. Like, standing independently of. I guess just like a song that I'm listening to, not a song of "Ooh, I've I've wanted to hear this be recorded." This is just a song that I'm like, "Damn, I'm like, I, I lo- I'm proud of that song. I'm proud of all of them, though." If I'm being real. So now that you know we've been under quarantine for nine months now, um, yeah. what does what does the touring or playing landscape look like for you guys in say the next year? Are you guys starting to plan gigs, or is it too soon to do that sort of thing? Like, how are you approaching that? Kind of feels too soon kind of feels too soon to do that right now um you know we're, we're still practicing jr who is a, a dear friend and a, and a one of the most wonderful drummers and just really one of the one of the best people i've ever fucking known um has moved so he moves to uh i think it's called oceanside um where him, him and his wife are running like a an rv park right now like they just got this opportunity and they were like we've wanted to do this for, you know, for years. And we were looking at doing this in like seven years, but we have this opportunity now. So we're going to fucking do it. Um, and so they're doing it and it's, it's bittersweet because it's like, damn, I'm really, you know, sad to see him go, but like he gets to fucking live his dream, man. He gets to live on the ocean and run a business with his wife. That's fucking awesome. So right now we are looking for, um, we're, we're looking for a drummer. Um, who's local because JR wants to still play with us every now and again. It's just, yeah. How are you going to do that when you're three hours away? It's sure, We want to yeah. have some flexibility with that. So we want to have someone who is, who is local, who's able to pick up some stuff. And then, yeah, we are, you know, fucking vaccine or pandemic or whatever it is that looks like pending. Um, we'd like to go on tour next year. We'd like to actually go on tour and get this CD into other people's hands in other States. Um, you know, we've been talking about going down to Colorado and back, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, you know, iron lung willing, we'll be able to uh, to actually make that happen and get then come bring that to fruition because we love going on tour. Tour is awesome. <laughs> well, yeah, one of the things uh, it's kind of a bummer for me because you know my the, my favorite things to do are go to the movies and go see live music and both things yeah. that, like you know I got cut off on cold turkey so that that feeling of wanting to play live or see live music I miss that so much and I had such a great time seeing you last time so I can't wait to see you guys play again thank you yeah man and it's we miss playing live too dude it's uh, it's one of those things that like it's great to get together and I'm in like three bands also um and so and it's the same for all of them where it's like man it's really really great to be able to play music with other human beings like you you have this this supernatural bond that occurs where you're all playing the same song you're all working towards the same end goal and it's very 
it's very like quintessential and it's great and it's 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 very much like masturbation uh, because it's like it's really fun to do it's really fun to do like by yourself but like it's also a lot more fun when you do it for other people you know so see steve i told you that is the weirdest analogy <laughs> Well, uh, so let our uh, listeners know where they can buy Blankenstein, man. Damn, y'all, you can buy Blankenstein any goddamn place that you could possibly imagine. You can buy Blankenstein on Bandcamp. You can buy it from our website, mrblankband.com. You could message us on Facebook or Instagram and be like, damn, I, I keep hearing about this Blankenstein album, and I have to have it. I've seen your music videos. They're so fucking good. How do I get this album in my hands? You could message us, and you could get it that way, and we'll mail one to you. We just want you to listen. If you don't want to buy stuff, that's fine. If you've got things that are like Spotify, Fire Pandora or Google Music, I guess that's YouTube Music now. Any of those things, any of the major platforms, if you want to listen to us on there, by God, you can fucking do that on there too. My big request is that you add us onto your playlists for ska bands because we belong to be there with all those other ska bands that you love and hold dear to your heart. That's awesome. All right, man. Well, all right, one, last question we always ask all of our guests here on the Bone Bat Show. James, what pisses you off, man? Man, what pisses me off? You know, I think about that a lot. I think about that a lot. Things that piss me off, what really pisses me off more than anything in the world is minor inconveniences. You know, big <laughs> things, big trauma, I think I actually keep a pretty a pretty level head about. I could, like, get hit by a car. I could lose my foot, and two hours later, I'd probably be okay. I'd probably be able to make a joke with it, but I tell you, nothing fucking infuriates me more than when I fucking uh, get the hiccups or when I bang <laughs> my fucking elbow on something. I'm ready to, like, burn a house down when that shit happens. That is the fucking worst. Minor inconveniences can fuck right all the way off oh yeah like when your phone well won't turn on fast enough god damn it i've only got a minute here <laughs> bro Ugh. or when you when you've got like and this doesn't happen more like all that much anymore because everything's like bluetooth but dude when you have like fucking earbuds in and you're just like oh, i'm sitting at my desk oh. i better stand up and then they get yanked from your ears no no man you need to clear the fuck out of the way like shit's about to go down <laughs> Oh, that's so true. Like, doing yard work is the worst thing I was about to say, ever. yeah, like, yeah. catching the a lawn, lawnmower. Raking like, fucking oh, leaves. Man. Yeah, and constantly you get the, the earbud jerk. I got to get I gotta get wireless. Dude. I got to finally go wireless. Yeah. That's going to be the Wireless is the way to go. Yeah. <laughs> It'll change your life. No more minor inconvenience. At least not, not that minor inconvenience anymore. Yeah, then you get you know? the, why doesn't my Bluetooth connect inconvenience? Yeah, right. <laughs> Which is it's enraging, but like slightly, it's like four or five rungs down the ladder, you know? <laughs> All right, man. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about this last song we're going to listen to after the interview? Or next song, rather, I guess. Well, yes, the next song is, it's like the third best song about cocaine. Uh, and it <laughs> is uh, a cover of Andrew W.K.'s Party Hard, which is one of the best party songs that you can possibly imagine. And Steve, you said it, you said it perfectly. Actually, you said this the night that I met you uh, when you saw us when we played for Mustard Plug and the Toasters. Like, how the fuck has no one done this before? I don't know. I'm just glad we get credit for being the ones to do it. All right, here it is, folks. Party hard.
right. Once again, that was Mr. Blank's version of Andrew WK's Party Hard. Again, you can find their work at mrblankband.com. So, dude, do you have any weird stuff this week? Oh, man, I've got such weird stuff. I mean, things are weird enough down here, so I turned my eyes north to Canada. And let me tell you, there's some weird stuff happening in Canada. They have had a salmonella outbreak, and they've linked it to pet hedgehogs. Wait, what? That's right. According to the Public Health Agency of Canada, there have been 11 total confirmed cases of salmonella in Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Quebec between December 2019 and August 2020. 11! 11! That's a massive outbreak. That is roughly one-third the population of Canada. Many of the individuals became sick after reporting contact with pet hedgehogs. Canadian authorities are advising all Canadians to wash their hands if they handle a hedgehog and to keep a safe distance away from hedgehogs, if at all possible. Is that weird or what? First of all, what the hell? I don't even (laughs) think we're allowed to have hedgehogs down here in the land of the free, are we? Have you ever seen a hedgehog? They're like spiky. They're like porcupines, right? Yeah, it's like Canada's version of an armadillo, I guess. And, uh, yeah, they're just like these little little spiky balls of salmonella and uh, cuteness. <laughs> what is the small mammal world coming to? Did, I, did you hear the thing about the minks getting COVID? Oh, my God. They're going to execute like 18 million minks over there in the, the European land because they got the COVID minks over here, over yeah. there. Julie was just telling me about that. That's an insane story, too. Yeah, they don't want people to start getting mink covid that's worse than mad cow i mean it's probably a lot worse than hedgehog salmonella too i wonder though doesn't that seem like that could bring up some weird nature channel show where infected mammal of the week hedgehog versus covid mates (laughs) jean-pierre lonely in his fishing cabin in outer quebec decides to fuck a hedgehog he's been training this hedgehog for over seven years. Suddenly, disaster strikes. Meanwhile, we have Angus from the UK, who's been throttling his mink with his sack of COVID minks. Where will this lead, folks? Only one can win. We'll be back after a few messages from this enormous beer that I'm drinking. <laughs> Mac and Jack's Brewery. When the enormous Mac and Jack's beer starts talking to you, it's time to have another one. Who now apparently sponsors Rodent Combat. I don't know. Rodent Combat! Wow. I think we need a tune. kid, I was told that salmonella came from eating rotten salmon. I was told so much stupid shit as a child, it's amazing I got out of that place. (laughs) Jesus. Why don't we listen to another tune? Okay, what are we going to listen to, Steve? Hey, this song goes out to all of the states that legalize marijuana this week. Woohoo! So, looking Freedom! through Montana, Arizona, New Jersey, and South Dakota. This is maybe my favorite Mr. Blank tune from 2017 Smoke Break EP. This is Iron Lung. I'm going to tell y'all a story. About a man they call the Iron Lung A hippie with lungs so goddamn 
powerful He could clear out a 20-foot
Your friend from Mr. Blank, and you're listening to the Bone Bat Show. All right, we are back once again. That was Iron Long from Mr. Blank. I hope you dug it as much as I do. Again, you can find their stuff at mrblankband.com. So, dude, uh, multimedia triage, what have you been enjoying this week? Well, I watched The Queen's Gambit. From start to finish. Jesus Christ, everybody is watching that show. I understand. You don't need to know anything about chess to enjoy the show. I understand the fashions are amazing. I understand that is eminently watchable in some of the greatest writing I've ever seen. What the fuck with this series? Well, we all got together and made this series up to see if you'd be a dick about it if I mentioned it. Like, I didn't see people jizzing themselves over Umbrella Academy like this. <laughs> I think everyone is astounded that they can watch a show that doesn't have their favorite stuff in it, and it'll still be good. There's, like, no car chases or spaceships or werewolves. At no point does a sentient breast fight a vampire. None of those things. <laughs> yeah, not a single car explosion. Nah, I mean, there's some alcohol and drugs. Oh, wait, dude. Yeah, yeah, I guess there is a little bit of car violence. Okay, maybe that's why I liked it. I'm not even going to talk to you about it. Fine. I just no, liked it, no, and that's I all I'm going to say. No, eat it. a dick. My no. wife already watched You've it. You've lost your chance. My wife has watched the entire series, too. So nah, no, you're going to have to watch it alone. Much, well, you're not telling it for me. You're telling it for the listeners. So yeah, and you wrecked it for them. You wrecked Tell it for them. our listeners. All right. Queen's Gambit is a series on Netflix designed to make me look like a prick. How's it working out? Wait, how so? (laughs) 
right. by being a total jerk to his best friend. That's why I'm super fascinated about the show now. <laughs> yeah, see, now you want to watch it. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not telling you you are. I've more interested now yeah. that you put it that way. So I guess I'm not going to tell you anything that hasn't already been said other than the fact that me, a guy that watches a lot of, you know, stuff that might be considered not the higher brow entertainment, watched it and very much enjoyed it. Excellent. I'm glad to hear it. I uh, And I've been playing a video game. I've been playing Warhammer 40K Mechanicus because it's pushing all the right buttons. Turn-based strategies, so it's... Nice and slow for my feeble elderly mind. Uh, <laughs> Scott Warhammer, you are a bunch of tech priests who've stumbled upon a tomb world full of Necrons, and the Necrons are waking up. And so you've got to upgrade your tech priests, unlocking abilities, fighting Necrons. It's really cool. Bought it on Steam. Bought it on a Steam sale, so I got the DLC as well. Is it only Necrons, or do you get to fight the Tau? Uh, this is only Necrons, although there are some, at least as far as I am into it, there are some rogue, if you can believe this, rogue, chaos-infected terrorists. Oh, oh, my God! Those guys. Not the powers of chaos! Let up with the chaos already. <laughs> Any blood for the blood god going on? No, no actual blood for the blood god, at least not yet. But uh, there's definitely some corrupted individuals that you've got to deal with. And it's it's fun. You're, you're, you're shooty-shooty, you're, you're slashy-slashy, and uh, it moves, moves at a decent pace. Although the only thing I've noticed that is less than stellar is that if you play the game on hard, the DLC, which just mixes in with the regular content, the DLC will kill you and <laughs> spit out your corpse. So you got to like play that on the regular level of difficulty. But if you play the rest of it on regular level, it's a little too easy. So you gotta, I got to kind of figure that out. But you can't go back and forth changing the difficulty, which is nice. But that's, that's a little bit too micromanaging for me. I just want to jump in and play. So I played a little bit of it. My friend Gord was kind enough to send me a copy as a gift. I've heard of that guy. Release, and I was... Uh, playing it and uh, <laughs> lost all my guys in the tutorial up to the last mission and have been like banging my head against the wall trying to beat the final boss of the tutorial with one servitor and it's not working <laughs> so I need to restart the entire the entire tutorial in order to not get fucking hammered you really don't, though. You can die horribly in the tutorial and just move on sure, with the game. because I feel like, I'm oh, positive. I'm going to wish I had the mechanical skull that gives you plus three on no, attacks you got the from point. outer space. Uh, it's okay. Speaking, you can have your little scully guy. Speaking of shit from outer space, Julie and I watched a movie last night that I thoroughly enjoyed. It is yeah. called Save Yourselves. Do you know of this movie? I watched that movie. What? How did you see that movie? Uh, on my television. That's a good place to watch it. Yeah. So, uh, Save Yourselves is directed by Alex Houston Fisher and Eleanor Wilson. It stars uh, Sunita Mani, who was Trenton in Mr. Robot, you may remember. She also plays Arthi on Glow, which is another great show. If you haven't watched that, it's awesome. Uh, John Reynolds is also in it. He was uh, one of the cops in Stranger Things and is also in a show called Search Party, which I have not seen. Are you familiar with that? Uh, no, I don't know that one. 
And so it's about this couple, a modern couple, and they're trying to deal with their lives, and they're also trying to sort of unplug. They want to get away from using their phones for the weekend. And a friend of theirs gives them access to a cabin out in the country so they can try to get away from it all and reconnect with each other and leave the electronics behind and whatnot. And as they do this, they escape to this cabin and deadly puffballs like tribbles, kind of, from Star Trek, but much bigger, fall out of the sky and start murdering people. They are murderous tribbles. And fun ensues from there. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought it was cute. Their relationship was fun. And... uh, it also had uh, some pretty uh, threatening moments, anyway, as their adventures continue. And uh, it has a crazy, almost zombie movie-esque ending. So I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. What would you think? I liked it a lot. I thought the interaction between the actors, you know, the couple was wonderful. I thought there were some, some very uh, funny deadpan moments, uh, you know, like when they're talking to the, the people at the party. Uh, so many of those people are total caricatures. The one guy who's trying to have like a, a no carbon footprint wedding, but we flew in a mariachi band. No, didn't <laughs> want to play in a mariachi band because that was cultural appropriation. So they flew in some other band. Uh, so yeah, there was, there was some funny parts. Although the ending, I was, I'm not going to give anything away because I seriously don't understand what the ending was. And then I looked it up online and the poor they acts the directors and the directors are also like, it is what you make of it. Yeah. Some people think it does not have a happy ending. Some people think it has a happy ending. Yeah. So I don't, I'm not entirely sold on the ending of the movie. Right. Everything up until then, I liked a lot. But yeah, it's on Netflix, right? So check it out. No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, actually, oh, was it, it Amazon Prime? Uh, what was it on? I think i paid like 3.99 for this on on demand so no you know what i did oh my god i got a disc of it i got a netflix dvd of it that's how i watched it what was it not available on video cassette you couldn't get it on beta i was trying to get the big laser disc then i realized i can't put that in my dvd player Your lameness is sometimes staggering to me what? Why is that lame? It's you had to pay extra money. Like, okay, talk about carbon footprint. You like actually killed trees to get this fucking disc to your house. I think that's horseshit. Yeah, that's the weird thing about uh, Netflix now. <laughs> actually, if you want a disc, you like walk out in your front lawn with really a fucking pistol and you put the pistol <laughs> up against the nearest tree in your neighborhood <laughs> and you pull the trigger and then a DVD arrives in your mailbox. I don't know how they've perfected this technology. Yeah, no, I'm actually, I was just fucking with you. Uh, well, I was dead serious about Netflix. You weren't dead serious about murdering trees. Yeah. Although I've seen the I trees in your yard. I mean, you could do a little Bullet holes, there. every one of them. <laughs> so what else? What else? I watched Fantasy Island, which I don't know where it came from. but Why all did of a sudden, you do that? I don't know. It looked like it might be a fun way to pass an hour and a half. I thought it was all right. It was like lowest common denominator horror. Every other thing I see now is Blumhouse presents something that's not very scary. And uh, I watched it. I was mildly amused. And then uh, and then it was over. But I think I think I watched it because at first I thought it was going to be really, really terrible. And then I changed my mind. So I had really low expectations going in. Kind of like probably why women dated me in high school. 
And so that's, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to watch this thing and it's not going to be as bad as I thought. And it was not as bad as I thought. But you hated it. Why did you hate it so bad? I hated what? You hated it. Why did you hate it so bad? Fantasy Island. I didn't even see it. Wait a minute. You've been giving me all this crap about me watching this terrible movie and I now find out you didn't even watch it? Yeah, it looked like horse shit. That's why I didn't watch it. <laughs> Never let actual knowledge impede you from having a strong opinion. <laughs> That's funny. All this time I thought you watched it because no. of the sheer amount of guff you've given me <laughs> yeah, for watching just this because thing. It looked really bad. So I don't know why you would watch that. That's pretty funny to me. Uh, I think my, I don't know. I don't know. So how was yeah, it? I'm really happy I watched was it. it. Good? I should have built it way up so you'd watch it and be disappointed. <laughs> yeah, uh. I don't know. I actually think that maybe, like, I don't know. I feel like Julie watched it or, or the kids watched it. Like, I was around when some of it was on. But I didn't actually watch it. You, you didn't like that 30 seconds you heard from the other room. You know, that movie's bullshit. <laughs> this sounds like it sucks. I'm going to go do something else. <laughs> it's it's kind of like the way my wife has this very strong opinion about Watership Down. She will not see it because it is the saddest thing you can possibly imagine. Did she read the book? No. Really? Has she ever seen it? No. Is it really the Has saddest been... thing I could possibly imagine? I mean, <laughs> yes, I grew up is. with like where the red fern grows. So, Here. like in her world, I don't know. There's yeah. some sad shit out there, Old Yeller. Like there were, mm. wasn't there? Wasn't there a period in like fourth grade where just everything that we read was dogs dying, animals loved animals dying. Yeah, yeah animals just left and right. And then you get something yeah. like Mrs. Frisbee and then Rats of Nim. Which is actually kind of fucking cool. And you're like, oh, that's not too bad. Nobody's yeah, it's dog probably because die. you thought, like, oh, this is going to be another one of those, with these, <laughs> I don't know, animal snuff flicks. <laughs> and oh, no, it's just a negative utopia. Oh, okay. We're good with that. Ooh, that's fine. Cool. Bring, yeah. it, bring on 1984. Yeah, flowers for Algeron while we're at it. <laughs> Okay, the, the rat doesn't die, but he's just left as a shell of <laughs> what he once was. He'll never be the same rat. Yeah. Well, I, this is the weirdest multimedia triage. This really is. Part of the problem is uh, I had to go out of my way in order to watch a movie. Like, we just didn't have a gazillion channels. You had to go down to the theater, watch the one thing that was on that week. And now, so, in if fairness, you... there were two movies a week. Because well, okay. That's true. The theater was split in half, but one of them was almost regularly horseshit. And the other one apparently was some sort of animal snuff flick. So <laughs> <laughs> anything else we're watching? We're both watching Fargo. It continues to Fargo's be still amazing. The, the last yeah. two weeks, I've been so salty at the end of the show. It's like, I want to watch more right now. I want to know where this goes. And nope, you're done. See you in seven days, boys. No binge for you. Oh, that's so brutal. Because God, that show's good. You know what? I think I should go back and watch previous seasons. Because I've thoroughly enjoyed that series, and uh, I bet you I've forgotten half of what's going on in, like, season one and two. You know, season one and two, good. The I think the last, if you include this season, 
the last three seasons have been a whole other level. There's only this is only season four. Is it? Then I guess season one sucked. Ever since they got rid of Billy Bob Thornton, this show has really taken off. I could have sworn there was another season. I love the fact that it wasn't until this episode that the word Fargo was ever mentioned in. in <laughs> That's in right. Because Julia's yeah, after I, that, she's like, I want, "Okay, this show is great, but what does it have to do with?" Oh, <laughs> finally tying it all together. Here we go. Yeah. So, uh, no, I just like awesome. the there was a recurring. Well, I guess there have been recurring characters, multiple characters throughout the, but there's one character who was in season two and then season three was pretty much the same guy in both. And, uh, um, that was, that was pretty great. Yeah. So check it out. If you're not watching Fargo, it's fucking great. What about you? What have we? That's it. Not touched the on. Oh, thing okay. I watched this, this week was save yourselves and uh, fantasy Island. Yeah. I didn't watch that. We had a, we had a game night. What did we play? I don't know. Well, we played an old airline game on game night at uh, Zulu's a couple of weeks ago, but uh, that's about it. Haven't done a whole lot. Just kind of keeping buckled down as we do these days. All right. Well, then maybe uh, we should listen to a tune. Let's do that. Uh, why don't we listen to another one off of Blankenstein? This is a new one from Mr. Blank. It's called Why Work? All right, boys. Show them you mean business. Just get bad, left her culture, left her friends behind. Swings with monkeys in the breeze, low star beer and poetry's bend the branches, butter, belt, and cry. They said, Why? Why work? Why? Why work? Why work when you can party? Why? Why work? Why? Why? 
behind Swings with monkeys in the breeze Low star beer and poetry Bend the branches, fuck with men that cry They said, Once again, that was Mr. Blank with Why Work. You can find that at mrblankband.com. Pick up a copy today. Thank you once again to James Sweezy for joining us on the show and for uh, sharing the amazing music of Mr. Blank. We have thoroughly enjoyed it and uh, hope you like it as well. Our usual bullshit, you can reach the show at 425-296-6557 or via email to steve at bonehand.com. I've got new content on bonehand.com every once in a while, including the heavy half hour, which is probably due for a new episode. It's due. You can find my stuff at mightywombat.com. New cartoons weekly. They're happening. I do them there. You can also find me at MightyWombat.com and spell it all out on Facebook. <laughs> We've got a Bonebat Facebook page as well, where we often post information about new music from bands we love, sweet deals on video games, jokes, shorts that we aren't going to show in the film festival, all kinds of crazy stuff, so you want to follow us there. We've also got a Bonebat Twitter feed where we post news and uh, reviews and uh, news and uh, also information about uh, our friends. We also have an Instagram page. So there you yeah, go. Go us. Also, if you like what we do, please spread the word and tell a friend. Uh, one final tune we're going to play tonight from Blankenstein. I think we're going to go out with uh, You Didn't Hear It Here. Which uh, is really ironic because you did hear it here. You totally heard it here. <laughs> I hope you enjoy it. Once again, this is Steve. This is Gord. Have a good one. Ah, I do have a good one.
I bet what it is, I just had a chicken pot pie and burned the fuck out of the roof of my mouth. Like, oh God. So you've do. got like roof skin falling into your tonsils. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it was a good pot pie. Don't get me wrong. I, hope so. I enjoyed I hope it. It was worth it. And some mushrooms and green beans and whatnot. It was tasty. That's not good. Yeah, but now I can't speak and or talk or taste anything. Yeah, you're paying the price. Yeah, I'm just sitting here drinking this enormous beer and trying to get through the show. So. <laughs> oh god good luck so, with that uh, 